Welcome back to Paranormal, everyone. I am your host, Nicolina Savelli, and uh, I do not have my other host, Marie Adaranti, on this episode because she has birthed a child. So um, we're still bringing you uh, spooky stories, not your favorite non-investigative paranormal stories. However, it's going to be myself and another host who I am very excited to introduce and who has been on this podcast once before, but glad he's back with us. It's Mr. Cody Crane. Welcome, Cody. Thank you for joining That's right. Me. It's Marie's child himself, <laughs> Cody Crane, j- freshly birthed and ready to host, already stepping up to the plate. Wow. I mean, I knew people had children for reasons. Um, I had no idea that they could carry so much of so much weight so soon after being birthed. I'm ready to go, ready to help out with the podcast as much as I can uh, make mom proud, you know? Thank you. Thank you, Cody. Um, well, thank you again for being here. As you guys know, or you may not know, uh, Cody is also the host of the podcast spooked uh we had him on with damien a few months back maybe maybe like six seven months back that was one of the most hilarious episodes i've ever recorded or personally i don't know i've heard from listeners they also felt the same way so that's (laughs) nice to hear um it wasn't overly paranormal i mean it was from your side you did share some pretty good stories yeah yeah so uh but yeah, it, uh, he is back, and thanks for doing this favor for us. But he's also just been in a very cool new show that is very appropriate for this podcast and for our listeners. It is called Ghosts, and it airs or has been airing on CBS, and it is already a smash hit and we're hoping that it continues on and that CBS doesn't drop it uh, because people really love it and it's got like a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's crazy. Yeah, I got a Rotten Tomatoes profile. <laughs> like, well, someone added me oh, as nice. a person on Rotten Tomatoes because of this show now. So I am just 94% <laughs> actor now. Like, nice. just that's my only thing. Yes. Uh a good thing it was a hit. If it was bad, I'd be 20% or 18%. Well, who knows? Well, good um, thing. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to be back on the show here too. And because uh, I love the show. We've been in contact a lot. Yeah. We constantly <laughs> talk to each other. Yes. Uh, responding to each other's stories since I've been on. And I know it's a lot of pressure because I've seen uh, these articles and uh, I've heard your episode saying that I w- was an all-time favorite guest. <laughs> and like, I mean... It's a lot of weight on gonna... your shoulders. If you fuck this I... up, we're... Yeah, do I get better? Do I do I rise above Deborah Di Giovanni, or do I sink down to the bottom? Who knows? It's I could, very hard I could to really rise blow above this. Deborah Di Giovanni for anyone, really. But uh, you're up there, Cody. You definitely are up there. So um, yeah, we're totally stoked to have you. Marie is stoked to listen. That's all I know. She's that's who that's who we have to impress here. That's all. Just Marie. Um, so yeah. So. I want to talk about ghosts a little bit before we get into the hometown haunts. I want to talk because obviously this is just the perfect content for this podcast. Um, So for those who haven't seen the show, for those who don't know about it, can you 
break it down a little bit uh, other than the obvious title that tells us a little bit about what it's about. Yeah, so uh, what it's about is a uh, couple inherit a house from a very distant relative. Uh, When they get into that house, it is haunted and there's a bunch of ghosts there. They want to change it into a bed and breakfast. So the ghosts uh, try to haunt them out of there. And then while they're doing that, they accidentally almost kill Rose McIver, the lead. And then she can all of a sudden see the ghosts. Hijinks ensue. Amazing. Perfect. And your job, your role within these, uh, within, within the show is to play a ghost. How, Mm -hmm. how was it playing a ghost? Like, what was that feeling? I feel like you've, uh, you've seen them. So I feel like you already know kind of their behavior. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I I was studying them for years. I was like, wh- I, I when I saw the ghosts in the past, when I saw them, I said, I'm gonna play one of you one day, and I gotta just just show me how you move. What is it um, called? Method acting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really get into the head of these ghosts that I see, so I can become them. Mm. Um, but like for the people. Um, and I know there's a lot of uh, Cody Crane heads that listen to the podcast, and there's people really studying my career. They've seen the the paranormal nine one ones on my resume. They've seen the see no evils, and they they've seen all of these shows. It turns out I either die or start as a ghost in everything, I'm <laughs> in. every single thing. I I can never just be something that's alive. People want to see me dead. They <laughs> cast me to show me dead. That's so, you know, I don't really know why because we love having you alive. I mean, if we if you weren't, I don't we wouldn't be able to record this podcast, but obviously the entertainment industry sees it a little differently when you go into your uh to your roles and your readings. Um <laughs> do you I feel like is your agent specifically finding these roles because it's just your brand now or I I mean, uh, contrary to popular belief, I audition for a lot and everything and don't get them. So these are just the ones I get. Um, I do have a theory as to why I am constantly dying or being a ghost. Okay, please share. And I think that it's because in like in television or film or whatnot, you have a very little amount of time to show things especially for like smaller characters or whatnot so i think that when you see me um i believe that i give off an aura of oh i like this guy this seems like a nice guy kind of thing so it immediately makes the audience go oh i like that guy yes so then when they kill me they're already kind of attached immediately when they see me got it that's my that's my theory i I feel that i feel that it's kind of like i i mean i don't want to say like if, if any, I don't know if you've seen Squid Game, but I feel like that's like the feeling you get with that guy at the beginning. I don't even remember his name. And then at the end, when he just is left behind with his rocks, like you're you're like a that guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That guy. Oh, OK. Well, that's unfortunate. But also, you know, we always need those roles. So hopefully you just keep getting them. Um, and if, if they pay me, I'll do it. Of course. Of course. Um, so. How's been, how was the set? What was working with the uh, crew like? Um, yeah, tell me, tell me everything that you experienced while, while being on set with, 
would go so far. Obviously, it's not it's not done. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, yes, it's it's a crazy experience because there's another show uh, that I shot well over a year ago that's just coming out this Friday. Right. So like to be in now Ghosts, which I shot the first episode back in August, Not and it's long. already out. It's already aired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're still shooting the first season. Like that's uh, such a crazy different turnaround from the other one. But with this said, it's super cool. Like basically. Here's the Cody Crane uh, perspective of coming on to the lot. So you walk in, you see ghosts in the middle. On the other side of ghosts, all the trailers and the studio, is uh, the new Transformers movie. Oh. And on the other side of us is the new Ari Aster movie. Very cool. Very cool. Um, That stars Joaquin Phoenix. Shut up. So you have like... Uh, and I'm around the end of Ghosts. They they pushed me right to the back. They're like, you go, t- your trailer's back there with the washrooms. Um, uh, but since I'm at the end and Joaquin's at the start, mm-hmm. I'm like across from his. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, so I'm have trying you spoken, to Joker dance in have, front of him all the time. Have you spoken to Joaquin Phoenix? Is that what you're telling me? No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. I have not. I In that movie, I did audition for too. Um I uh, didn't get it. I think that audition, though, it was the same casting director. I think it's a big reason why I got Ghosts. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think they liked me from that audition. And then, but like that one scared the shit out of me because you think about like Ari Aster making like Hereditary and uh, Midsummer oh, sounds, and like, yeah. It's one of the most intense directors I can possibly think of. And my scene was across from one of the most intense actors I could possibly think of. Like, it was it was a stressful thought. It would have yeah. been cool, but stressful. Yeah, maybe just get your your feet wet with with ghosts and and, and Rose McIver, who's also super yeah. cool and awesome, and I want to talk about her as well. Um, yes, follows me on Twitter. Follows you on Twitter. <laughs> she likes the podcast episode post which tweet mm-hmm. which filled my heart with joy uh big <laughs> fan of her in uh the what's the show now i can't even think of it christmas christmas prince, prince. that is i <laughs> could not think spit it out but great just love it um yeah yeah tell me about her yeah, tell me about working uh, with her yeah because i like I, i'm lucky enough that like i worked with pretty much everyone the only person i didn't work with was uh, uh, Devin, who plays Thornifin. I didn't work with him at all. Okay. Uh, but I saw... I, I have an obsession with uh, people that are big. I just want to stand next to them and see how big they are compared to me. That's fair. That's totally... And I, st- I stood close. He's big. Yeah? Is he? Yep. He's a big guy. He's really big. But sometimes actors look gigantic, but they're not actually in person, like Tom Hardy. Um... Oh yeah, so he's he, actually four eight. That's nuts. Actually, <laughs> no, no, it's no. not. <laughs> he, but like, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, it wouldn't surprise me that that. So this guy kind of gives me Tom Hardy vibes, but you're telling me he's definitely, definitely not not that size. He's uh, he's bigger. Yeah, he looked like a professional wrestler. Wow, awesome. Okay, cool. Um, 
but that's my insight. That's the only insight I have for ghosts. That's all you get. That's all I get. Oh, well, okay. Well, who's, who's big? Who's, who's big? Okay, great. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Rose, I've been like a big fan of uh, for a long time because I'm, I really liked iZombie. Yes. Um, I thought that was a super fun show. I have like, uh, before I got this show, I have a pop toy you of Rose. You told me this, yes. Um, so like that, that was just crazy. Did you tell and then her? To, uh, no, but I did tweet about it okay. when I was promoting the being in the show and she liked that tweet. So she knows. She knows now. She knows you're a yeah. super fan. Okay. And, and she still decided to follow me. It's unreal. Um, I thought I would have scared her off. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, rightfully so. No. <laughs> but she's like, she's the the sweetest person i've like gotten to work with for sure like so nice takes the time to talk to every single person on set um knows everyone just very very sweet very nice very like, deserving always of fame always stops to yeah always stops to say hello very deserving of fame and like really has a is uh, like she's the star of the show right like she's got a big leadership role in this show and she takes it seriously and she really sets a great example of uh of kindness on the show and it's it's amazing um yeah that's great I, to hear. i'm so blessed to have uh, worked with her because she's so great yeah i mean if i saw her i would expect her to just you know if i was working on set with her i would not expect her to take the time to get to know like a you know a supplementary role but that's um awesome that she she is welcoming and and cool like that and obviously we've got high hopes that the show continues so you just will make that bond even stronger and then hopefully she'll come on this show and do an interview <laughs> as well um and your show hopefully as well spooked um but i want to know have you i mean you're doing a show about ghosts have you experienced any paranormal activity on set at all doing this show i feel like it's a, a it, it could be a a very hot a hotbed for that but maybe people are people are just so alert maybe it's just so obvious that everything is about ghosts that the ghosts are like nah man i'm not coming i'm not gonna haunt this place this is this is too cliche i think they see me and they get scared <laughs> so they go away <laughs> like ah fair okay okay not ghosts. fair but <laughs> scarier ghosts. oh what the heck <laughs> fair <laughs> no uh what i really mean is I, I i can see your point uh they don't need to do the job that you're just doing so well so yeah yeah oh can you imagine they'd show up on the camera i lose my job because there's real <laughs> ghosts now <laughs> how would they pay them i don't know you yeah. know would be they free. wouldn't have to. They wouldn't, yeah. Classic Hollywood. Classic, classic. So no paranormal experiences on set on this one. No. Uh, well, the thing is that like it's when you're watching the show, you might think like, oh, this is like a big old house, uh, but it is all in studio. Like right. it's completely the house is completely built. Right. Um, in there. So nothing's so, old and decrepit and yeah. No. Nah. They just made everything look old and decrepit. That's great. All right. Well, that's um, fair enough. So 
I mean, I do see lots of ghosts, just the ones that are on the show. Just the real life, the real life ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just the actors playing them. Do you have a favorite character on the show besides your own? Uh, yeah, yeah. I I, I love all of them, but uh, my favorite character is um, Isaac, played by Brandon Scott Jones. Okay. Um, who's like the old war? Right, 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 leader. Right. Got it. Um, that's obsessed obsessed with Alexander Hamilton. Right. Uh, so I think like, and every time I worked with him too, which the last episode that aired, um, I had a lot of scenes with him, and there's so much improv on this set, uh, that people are just throwing jokes at the wall constantly, especially like main cast and everything. Like Brandon is just a joke machine. And every single thing he improvises is just Nailed hysterical it. and amazing. Like, it, it kills every single time. So, luckily, when, like, they're doing coverage that I'm not involved in and I'm just standing there, I'm able to just break constantly uh, <laughs> because it's just too good. Like, he's yeah. so funny. I think the, the great part of this show that... Um, I personally feel is so on brand for kind of our podcast your podcast is that it is a comedy paranormal premise which is not that typical I feel like it's either really serious it's always really serious stuff when it comes to like ghost haunted stories whatever um you you can't add that comedy element to it necessarily but this they're like no yes you can you can add comedy to to paranormal shit and get away with it and people like it so i like that they've done that because it it gives us a genre to work with as well <laughs> yeah it's it's funny because like before the pandemic started um damien i don't know if we mentioned this on the podcast last time but damien and i filmed a pilot oh uh, no and have been like pitching it for uh, television that was like a ghost comedy uh, so do my chances of that getting made now that I'm in a different ghost comedy stand a chance mm. but I don't know but it was different and uh, kind of like played up more on the darker humor I guess okay. but uh, yeah um, I'm used to uh, ghost comedies once again it's just my brand yeah this is this is what I do it's what I get <laughs> We're we're happy we're happy to have you as that brand. It's a great brand to have. Okay, <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with that brand. Um, all right. Well, we're gonna talk about this more. I'm sure in next episodes we'll talk more about what you're doing. Um, I think you have stories from another set, so we'll we'll do that in our our next episode. But obviously, this is a hometown haunts episode, so I've suckered Cody into reading a listener submitted story. Uh, I will go first. I also have a listener submitted story that I will read and we will give our authentic reactions as Marie and I usually do. And we'll just do the same thing, but just with a new voice. And he tells me, he tells me that he was always picked in class to read out loud. And I'm very excited to hear why. So. And I know people at home might be yelling, what a keener. Well, fuck you. Kids in the class said that too. (laughs) I'm not a keener. I just like to read. Did you say fuck you in the middle of the class too to them? Or Yeah, and the teacher had my back. And the teacher had your back. And it's not because I'm a keener. It's because I was cool. Okay. Well, that's lovely. I can't wait. So most of these <laughs> most of these stories have started off with, hey, Marie and Nicolina, 
Um, so I've added your name as well to the intros of the, of my of my story. So hey, Marie and Nicolina, dot dot dot, and Cody, dot dot dot. Uh, I wish you didn't tell me. Just <laughs> let it go. I would. Whoa! They wow. mentioned me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she says, "I am a big fan. I believe it's a she. I'm not actually 100% sure. They don't end the story with a name, but well, we don't know. Anyway." They say, I'm a big fan of your podcast. It's always entertaining and interesting. It's like hanging out with a bunch of friends and telling spooky stories to each other. Every time a new episode releases, I drop everything to listen. Don't break anything to listen to our podcast. But if you must, then I mean, I'm happy to hear it Um, it, for my own selfish reasons. Uh, So they say, I have a little ghost story, maybe my only one. If you don't count the one time I got locked in the bathroom, but that was probably my own stupidity as usual. Um, yeah, I did that once actually in a church. Uh, and I, it could have been a ghost as well, but it also could have been my four-year-old stupidity not knowing how to unlock old wooden doors. Um, I hope I have written it clearly for you guys. Sorry if I haven't. This person does end by saying they are not English speaking, but they do a very good job of writing this story out. So thank you for for doing that. So they say, I was probably four or five years old, give or take. It was certainly before my baby brother was born because I didn't share a room with him yet. And I still enjoyed the peace of being an only child. I still love him to death, though. Our house was quite small, being built in the 1940s by my great grandparents. There were only two bedrooms. You only had to take three or four steps from my room and you were in my parents' bedroom. At the end of the hallway was the bathroom, which I had a very good view of from my bed. I never had a problem with that until this very night. Because, you know, a dog ghost decided to traumatize me. I don't think we've ever had a dog ghost ghost story. Well, I did talk about a dog ghost on uh, mine that it's one of uh, my angels that follows me. Oh, really? Or maybe I didn't talk about that. Oh, did you? I think you may have. I think you may have brought that up. Um, But I think maybe this one is more traumatic than yours. Yours seems like a lovely dog. This one is a not so lovely dog by the sounds of it. Um, Eh, Just like real life. There's good ones. There's bad ones. (laughs) I guess so. I think it's the owners that are really the issue, but uh, I digress. I suddenly woke up early in the morning. It was still dark outside, and I could only see a handful of things with the light of the moon. I had my back turned to the door, but I decided to turn, which wasn't a good idea in hindsight. It took a moment for my five-year-old brain to comprehend what the hell I was seeing. A snow-white, glowing, dog-like creature floating a meter off the ground. Its small paws were moving like it was swimming, but instead of it being in water, it was in the air. You would think a ghost dog would be cute, like in Nightmare Before Christmas. It wasn't. So where its eyes would be, there were two big black menacing holes, like the eyes were gouged out. That was what scared me the most when I was little, little, and it still gives me chills to this day 17 years later. Even though it didn't seem to be dangerous and it ignored my presence, thank God, I started to panic, but I didn't scream because I feared it would notice me. I tightly shut my eyes in the hope that I opened them, the dog would disappear. 
but it was still there floating and never going forward, staying put in the opening of the bathroom door. That doesn't seem that frightening to me. That I mean, I, I guess if it was that apparent, that visual, it would be quite shocking. Um, but it's just like swimming in place with its little paws and it's glowing. So I don't know, it kind of seems nice. Uh, it, it took all that I had to sit upright in my bed and go for the light switch. I never took my eyes off of it, just making sure it wouldn't notice me or move in my direction. When the light went finally on, it was just gone. There was nothing there, nothing that could make that shape, just nothing. I didn't wake my parents up or anything, I just went back to sleep and never told anyone what I saw. I never saw the ghost dog again, which I'm grateful for. I don't know who or what it was. Maybe it was the ghost of a dog my great-grandparents had or something. Maybe it was just trick of my five-year-old mind. I don't know, but the terror I felt was very real. Well, I hope you two enjoyed this little origin story of my fear of dark bathrooms. Thank you so much for creating such an amazing podcast and keep up the great work. P.S. Sorry for any spelling mistakes. English isn't my first language. Fond greetings. I, they said that it wasn't like the dog from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, but every descriptor was the dog from Nightmare Before so Christmas. So I just wonder if they watched that. I mean, 17 years ago, was the Nightmare Before Christmas out at that point? Um. Oh, yeah, it had to have It been. had to have been Nightmare Before. It had to have nightmare. been. Nightmare. But there's, there's something about washrooms, you know? Hmm. There's something about things coming out washrooms. Yeah. I used to see, and I... I don't know if it was real. I used to see a ghost of an octopus crawling out of my washroom. Are you? I can't tell if you're kidding or not. I'm not kidding. Oh my god! What? Well, like out of the out of the like tub? I would just see it. I my door was my bedroom was beside the washroom door, so I'd just see it coming out of the bathroom, and then I would close my eyes. Jeez. Okay. I've never. Well, I feel like washrooms there's always kind of a glow around washrooms so it's it's a got a bit of like an aura around them like that other rooms right. don't have so i can see why there could be something in those spots specifically it's also the place where you don't want something to be totally yeah like when you're in there's a lot of people have fear of being in the shower mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And uh, the shower curtain being like a blind spot for them totally. or whatever. Totally. Uh, or things being on the other side when you're going to the washroom. Yes. You have to open the shower curtain and check. Uh, it's your most vulnerable spot in your house. Yeah. That's where you don't want things the most. And it's the smallest usually too. So like if you're in there alone, you're like fucked. Like how do you, can't, can you, you can't really get it. The windows are always the smallest that's the only escape route. It's usually high off the ground. So. Oh, I, I don't relate to that. My washroom's the biggest room in my entire house. Really? It's like oh. du- double, triple decker. Uh, go, it's got like stairs to the shower. Ooh, it's, like, fancy. Whole, yeah, there's a whole like uh, kitchen suite in <laughs> it. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Is your bathroom in the middle of your home? It, are you it's just, just a using, toilet in the middle of the house. Are you just using a toilet in the middle of the ba- room, the house? Yes, maybe. Okay, well. The world's your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, incredible. Well, uh, I love dogs. That's probably the one ghost that I might not 
be that petrified of. Although the menacing eyes, you know, you never know how menacing they they can get. But yeah, as long as it's not gory, I just don't want to stare at anything gross. True. Yeah, that's true. I don't want to see like its brain behind or something. No, that's not cool. I don't like that. I don't like that. Sounds like animal cruelty. I don't. (laughs) <laughs> want anything to do with that well i'm not suggesting that we be cruel to animals no i just, I'm don't just want saying that it sounds to be like out there <laughs> the animal was hurt in some way i don't want anything to do with that and i would understand if it was hurt that it would come back as a menacing ghost dog ghost getting its revenge on people i'm i'm terrified of that i when i walk by dead animals too i'm scared they'll come back to life and uh I'm- think i did it <laughs> <laughs> they know they know who did it and it wasn't they, it, it wasn't you uh, you'll never convince me of that it's an irrational fear but i Is think it about really? it every single time oh yeah when i see a dead like the raccoon or anything on the side of like the street or whatever and i'm walking by it like i don't take my eyes off because i need to be ready that's fair i think it's coming for me yeah like it will come for you if it is dead or if it like comes back alive if it comes back alive, yeah. Okay, okay. Like, so maybe it's, not it's just, fully like, gone. knocked out. Right. Yeah. Right. I understand. I understand that. It could just be, like, knocked out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then it's sense. like, oh, that's that's the guy that did it. First thing he sees, pops eyes open, sees me, comes from a throat. That's a valid fear. That is a valid fear. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I you. I thought that you were saying that the ghost of the animal would just latch onto you because you were the first person that walked by and you'd just be haunted by this this raccoon that was run over by some trucker. Uh, I'll put it out there. I also wouldn't want that. No. I don't think it's likely, but I wouldn't want Fair. it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, let's move on to our other story that you now are going to grace us with your speaking auditory uh, vocals. It says, hello to some of my favorite people. Now I'm assuming by favorite people, um, they mean uh, myself and Marie. (laughs) I think that's that's the most likely case, yes. (laughs) Yeah, the most likely. Um, To celebrate spooky season, I wanted to send you my hospital-related paranormal experiences. I am happy to report that no chos are involved. Perfect. That's great. I've been working in a hospital for a little over 13 years and during that time I've witnessed some things that have zero explanation other than paranormal involvement I used to work on a cardiac unit where little odd things happened all the time noises coming from empty rooms light flickering motion censored soap randomly dispensing soap everywhere soap just everywhere yeah that that's the kind of thing where I'm like, okay, ghosts, like knock it off, okay? I gotta clean up this soap. Yeah. Someone has to clean Stop up the soap. And then we get, yeah, <laughs> piles of soap everywhere. It's the usual stuff that couldn't really be debunked as anything other than a maintenance issue. I heard things and all of my coworkers heard things, but again, nothing super concrete. 
I took care of a sweet elderly man who was in end-of-life care and was with us for a while before he passed. I don't know if they ever play westerns in Canada. They do. Mm-hmm. But in the States, they, they play they old do. shows. <laughs> my, my dad loves westerns. So does mine. That every dad loves westerns. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy if they didn't play westerns in Canada <laughs> they were for just some like, reason? No, this is not your culture. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> not for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> they were banned um, from Canadian. <laughs> the like, what is the Canadian uh, act? Like the see the things that you only can play Canadian content. Oh, right. 85% of content has to be Canadian. They're like, no Western. Sorry, we don't, we can't fit that into the, the percentage of co- Canadian content. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes, we have Westerns. But in the States, they play old shows about saloon bar fights and cowboys. Pretty much the whole, this town ain't big enough for the both of us stuff. Nice. And this patient loved his Westerns. Mm. We put them on every day so that he could watch them. It was the only thing that seemed to give him true joy. It was precious. Uh, there is something as like simple as like putting, making like an elderly person happy, and they're just like watching a western. You've never seen anyone happier. That's adorable. That is adorable. He even had a little bandana handkerchief. He kept. Oh, okay, this is stop. Oh. Let's just end it here at the cute stuff, shall we? <laughs> uh, he even had a little bandana handkerchief he kept with him. Mm. He had hearing loss and would always have the volume cranked up. After he passed, the TV in his room started doing things by itself. Ooh. The channel would randomly change to a Western <gasps> without anyone touching the remote. Volume way up. Oh my goodness. It would scare the shit out of the patient uh, in the room and all of us. A lot of staff complained about it. (laughs) They're like, who's turning on that TV? (laughs) A lot of staff complained about it, and we had maintenance come investigate multiple times. They never found anything wrong with the TV or remote and probably thought we were bonkers. Mm Mm-hmm. Despite their lack of findings, the TV and remote were replaced, only for the staff to be startled as fuck again to the sound of the opening song of Bonanza and Gunfire while the room was empty. Shut up. I was going to ask, did they replace the TV? Because they were like, stop. it's obviously the TV. Now it's not the TV. Now Bonanza's going full, Bonanza. full blast. Bonanza's going banana. So. <laughs> we... We all just knew that it was our sweet old gentleman telling us hello. Mm. It subsided eventually. Uh, once you get through the series of Bonanza, there's no more episodes to watch. That's why it subsided. I'm right. Guessing. He was over. It was over. He was just like, you know, yeah. was like, ah, series is done. Can only rewatch them so many times. Yeah. After working on this unit for a few years, I transferred to the cardiac procedural lab, same hospital. We take emergency calls. And it's not unusual for us to be paged all at all hours of the night. I lived the closest out of all my coworkers, so I was usually the first one to arrive. One night around three or four o'clock in the morning, we got paged in, and per usual, I was the first one there. I started setting up all of our equipment and pulling out my emergency meds to have ready, and I began hearing a conversation in the hallway, just outside the door. 
I heard two men talking along with the sound of one of our huge rolling trash cans going down the hall. I was thinking that housekeeping must have been cleaning our hallway. I propped open the procedure room door to tell them that EMS was about to come through with a patient and there was nobody in sight. The hallway was dead silent. Those voices in that trash can were right outside the door seconds ago, mm-hmm. super close, and I got 100%, and I 100% knew what I heard. Mm-hmm. When my coworkers got there and started helping me set up, one of them saw my face and said, you must have heard the men in the hallway, huh? What? I was fucking floored. I was going to let it go because I was trying to focus on the task at hand, but my face must have said it all. I said, I did. Has it happened to you? She told me she had heard it a couple times, too, over the years, and that now she was just used to it. She had been a nurse for a really long time. She told me that she believed that since her area had no windows, the patients who passed away nearby had no outlet for their soul. Fair. She also said that when she first started nursing, it was a common practice for someone to always open a window while a patient was passing on. Oh, interesting. I've never heard that before. Have you heard that before? Uh, no. I mean, like, you think of, like, the candle, like, flickering, mm, right? Mm-hmm, That's, like, mm-hmm. the classic thing. Uh, but I guess, like, uh, that makes sense. Sure. I mean, the the closest thing I could think of is, like, my dad used to stay up until midnight every New Year's to let the old year out <laughs> or whatever and the new year in. And did he have open, all the windows you... open to let it in and out? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he would he would open all the doors. No, He'd open and close them all. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, he, yeah, he would stay up until midnight to do that. Interesting. Well, that's that. Yeah. Okay. So that might have been where it came. What they needed to do. Here. What they needed to do. Yeah. So all <laughs> yeah. the windows were closed. There's no windows. Spirits are now just locked inside, um, and they're just loitering in the halls. And they're trying to find a way. It's like when a, a a bird sneaks into your house, and they're trying to find a way out. Oh, they yeah. just keep banging, banging into the window. Against the window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, during another middle of the night call in, I was again the first one to arrive. Uh, it, it, again, first one to rely. Okay, listen. If you are getting these call ins, and you're always first. <laughs> And you're seeing all this ghost shit before everyone arrives? Listen, here's my advice. Take some extra time in the morning. Have a coffee. Sit down. Relax. Maybe wait in the parking lot. Waiting for other people to show up. See if other people have shown up. Then go in so you can avoid the spooks. Yeah, just because you live close doesn't mean you have to be first in, okay? Let's take some time in the morning. Enjoy yourself. Take Everyone else is taking their time. Yeah. yeah, take a poop. Get it out. <laughs> Wise advice from Cody Crane. Yeah. My friend. Yeah, don't be the first one there. Mm. Um, I was again the first one to arrive. Just to explain our setup a little, we have large monitors inside and outside of the room, as well as computers that all work together to record the procedures. None of these will work at, at all unless they are powered on. Even if you put the leads on the patient, nothing would show up unless the machines were on. Every night before we left work, we always powered everything down to allow for downtime or downtime upgrades. One of the first things we do when we get called in is to start powering on our monitors. 
I arrived to her area, and as I was putting my things down, I heard multiple muffled voices talking. It sounded like a chaotic situation with people talking over each other. I went to turn the monitors on, and our heart rhythm screen showed what we call a lethal rhythm, one that we shock immediately and start CPR. This rhythm called ventricular fibrillation mm-hmm. <laughs> well done means yeah mm-hmm. that's why i'm a good reader <laughs> <laughs> means the patient has no heartbeat none of the computers or monitors had been turned on yet everything was off there was nobody there but me the heart monitor leads were laying still on the empty procedure table I absolutely could not believe what I was seeing and simultaneously hearing. Wow. With what I saw on the heart monitor screen and the chaotic muffled voices, I realized that this was basically a residual loop of a prior code blue event. Yeah. I didn't feel like anybody was watching me like I've felt certain times before. I felt normal, like I was the only one there, but it sounded like I was one I was one hallway away from an emergency. I talked to the same coworker from the first incident about this. She said she'd come across that as well again. The no windows thing came into play. Mm. She told me she'd read articles about how different kinds of concrete and metals absorb residual energies at a higher rate than yes, others. Yes, yes. I just had this conversation about uh, a building in Saskatchewan, the Indian Head Screaming um, House, and that talked about certain metals and and stone that holds on to residual repetitive energy like that more than others so this makes this adds up interesting since then i've heard a lot about residual energies but she was the first person to really explain it to me these were two of the most vivid things i remember from my time as a nurse so far i have friends that worked on the unit below my old unit and they have one particular room that has constant paranormal activity when it's empty. They talk about it a lot, but I've never seen or heard it from for myself. Mm. I'll see if I can get stories from them for you. <laughs> love you all. Love this podcast so much. Heart, stay spooky, Courtney. Courtney, those are great stories. Um, like, I keep getting asked, you know, do you believe the stories that your listeners submit? Do you, does it really even matter? But, like, you know she didn't just, like, weasel some sort of, you know, story together for that. Like, that happened. Like, it did happen, obviously. But she's written to us a few times about her experiences. I feel like she's just very, like, okay with those things happening around her. She seems pretty mild-mannered about it. Like, oh, you know what? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just a code blue ghost. That's all it is. Well, the, the most mild-mannered person is this person she keeps talking to. Why is this person <laughs> never bringing it up unless someone else does? Oh, yeah, I know Oh, them. yeah. Seen the cold, code blue ghost scenario multiple times. Yeah, that person's just, like, waiting for her to, like, lose her shit and then come to her and then laugh, like, laugh about yeah. it. Like, oh, yeah, been through it all, lady. Just you wait. The- the next one's going to be like, I saw a patient get sucked into the wall. Oh, yeah, I've seen a few patients get sucked yeah, into the wall It happens all before. the time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know what 40 years as a veteran nurse gives you? It makes you desensitized to patients dissolving into walls. Um, <laughs> frick. All right, well, 
any any thoughts, Cody, on that? Uh, yeah, like I don't know about like the soap dispenser one, but yeah, that could have been part. just a you know. And she, I think she's admittedly said it could be just a a maintenance issue. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. Like out of all of it, I was like, let's address that soap dispenser. <laughs> There's so much stuff that There's went on so in that story. There's so many other things. I there. was like, ah, we better get back to the soap dispenser. <laughs> I read about all that waste of soap. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting. Like uh, the residual energies we were talking about. Uh, well, I was talking about this the other day, where um, the idea of perhaps like what we see of uh, ghosts is almost like uh, when you used to have it like. Um, an image burned on your TV yes, that was like paused there, right? Yes, for sure. That's how I so see it. So it's like they're seeing like the same moment over and over. It's like burned into our reality. Mm-hmm. Like that's the energies we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really interesting. And uh, like that's what it seems like it, we're kind of like going along the lines of like a theory like that with the walls. And I and Courtney, I'm serious about this. Stop being the first one to work, Okay. <laughs> Like, it's not worth it, Courtney. It's not worth it. It's fun and games at first, but, like, you don't know. Sucked in the walls. <laughs> you could get sucked in the walls. Yeah. You know, she's she's doing all right. She's okay for now. But, yeah, maybe maybe come with some holy water if you're going to be the first one. Mm-hmm. Just You'd in case. Never be the, that's my advice to everyone. Never be the first one to work. <laughs> You're going to end up doing... That's the advice you're going to give your children. You're going to give... Yeah. Never be the first one to work. Well, what happens? You 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 go and you do most of the setup. You're doing more work. You don't get recognized for it. So just get there same time as everyone else. So kids... No need. Yeah. Don't yeah. be go-getters. Don't be brown nosers. Don't show up early. No one fucking... No one gets anything out of showing up early than ghost stories. So unless you're into that, then. And this is from the guy that uh, read out loud in class all the time. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, um, I think that actually concludes this episode of Paranormal, which uh, is a hometown for a hometown haunts episode. It, It went quite long if i'm gonna be honest so we'll only hope for our next episode to uh you know we might need a a whole special for for this this banter um so (laughs) it's uh, next week's is uh gonna be three hours but we're gonna have to divide it up for people because they're not gonna be able to play it in their their vhs no um so yeah uh looking forward to it but in the meantime everyone because i don't have Marie here. Stay spooky. Cause that showbiz, baby. And Cody, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Bye bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 